Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Hey and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. We are continuing on our conversation this month about budgeting, and I hope that this has been helpful for you. Uh, I know that this is something that not just small churches struggle with or have to deal with, but larger churches as well. So this isn't necessarily a unique conversation to be having just for smaller churches. But Jordan, I'll admit here, as I've been thinking about this, as we took a break from recording and are are back here recording these next few episodes, I've been reminded like, Uh, about the ministry of Jesus Mm -hmm. in the fact that he does not have an abundance of finances (laughs) to be able to get his ministry rolling and to do the things that he needs to do. Now, he's the son of God, right? So he uh, is able to provide food for tens of thousands of people at any go, right? He doesn't have to get like a punch card (laughs) for buying pizzas or anything like that. He just multiplies the equivalent of a Lunchable and everybody's fed. Yep. He he ta- has transportation taken care of. He has people there, but it still operates off of a, a almost a budget of generosity from the people around. Sure. And even then, the, the money purse is given to Judas, who winds up stealing from it. Right. Not Matthew. It's Judas. But uh, it, it's just interesting, I think, and, and good to remind myself that you know, Jesus is able to do ministry with a smaller budget. And Mm -hmm. it's a reminder for me, it's good to remind myself of that because we're all about making connections with people and not about how much money is in our savings account. And we uh, need to remind ourselves of that, I think, to have a shift in mentality about what healthy ministry looks like. But that being said, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, budget breakdowns today. And I'm curious here, uh, Jordan, what would you say is receives the largest allotment of your finances in your youth ministry? Oh dear, um, hmm, largest allotment of finances in my budget. Um, and I I threw that I threw that question at you. I, I'm sorry for just springing it on you, but no, it's good. It's good. I if I had to, I mean, I was the one who's talking about the merits of, of my fancy software that breaks everything down. Right. So I should know this. <laughs> Just pull uh, it up here, a couple clicks and yeah. you got to go. But I think a lot of it does depend on the year. Um, if mm-hmm. we have like a, a convention year, uh, we're probably going to be doing quite a bit of expenses with, um, we like to try to encourage, um, adults to come with too. So we have, well, a, because we need them, uh, but we want to make it a blessing for them too. So we try to cover uh, as much of their expense as we can, you know, so that's like playing, paying the convention fee or whatever. So right there, if you've got three adults coming, you're yeah. um, several hundred dollars <laughs> and in, in your budget, that can take quite a bit. Um, aside from that, I think there's just kind of supplies, whether it's like office supplies, game supplies, event supplies, uh, kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm relational um we have a couple subscriptions that we do for resourcing um some things like that that i'll kind of come in so over the last year and a half you know we had a a monthly zoom expense 
So we could have that uh, available if we needed to pivot that way or we had confirmation on Zoom. So, you know, there's there's a lot that varies there. Um, I mean, it's been kind of wonky, but I, yeah. So I think I'd have to say events largely. Um, How many yeah. kids do you get coming to the fly convention from your group on average? On average. So the one time that I went here, uh, <laughs> that should be pretty easy to average. I think we had, was it, it was about around a dozen. I All think. right. Yeah. Cause we, we fit in two minivans. So, so it was four adults and maybe, maybe a little bit less than 12. Students. The adults were willing to drive too. We had two adults that drove because we oh, did a rental. One, okay. Two men, so we were pretty chauvinistic and saying, "We men, we drive." And did you stuff. did you do a, all the way through, or did you get a hotel halfway through? We ended up staying at a Catholic, uh, not monastery, convent. I think it was, and actually we broke our trip up into three legs because we spent the first night in Sioux Falls, and then we went to the Catholic convent in rapid city i think and then the rest mm. of the way to colorado so yeah question questions that people in the aflc that have planned out the fly convention will empathize with everybody else that's not in the aflc is kind of right now disengaged <laughs> and they're probably <laughs> zoned out they so, got their own things that they travel well, to they, well, yeah. they get it but I mean, it, it is a significant part right because i mean students um the fly convention is wonderful and we're we're not by any means complaining about the cost, but at the same time, it is still a sizable chunk of change, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's an incredible value, but it's still a few hundred dollars a student, and that's you know if you're a student, uh, if you're an adult, it's it's a few hundred dollars more, yeah. uh, and that's before you start touching on transportation. So it's important to be able to know how your budget breaks down and what you need to prioritize, and even how much you want to fundraise. And we did a whole series on fundraising. Uh, again, wanting to try and emphasize, um, don't overwhelm your group with fundraisers. You don't want fundraisers to be the only thing that your group is known for, mm-hmm. or even the mo- the thing that your group is known for the most, right? Yeah. And so, there's a sense of there's also diminishing returns. Uh, the mm-hmm. more you do, people just kind of feel fleeced a little bit. So we want to make sure we, that doesn't happen. Um, but as you're talking about you know, knowing your funds and how it breaks down, we want to recognize too that there, this is going to be really individual depending on uh, the local context because you might have one congregation that their money is mostly going to relational expense and they might even consider something like a convention a uh, relational expense. You know, they might put it in that area saying like we understand mm-hmm. that this is a, a retreat, this is a camp thing, but we are doing it for the purpose of relationship. And that kind of ties in back to the concept of what is your identity what is your mission statement purpose statement like what are you going for and being able to plug those things together so um, that's another plug-in for for that series too Um, and some people are going to for curriculum expense you know curriculum is something that can cost a pretty penny uh, especially depending on how much you do like they're getting and uh, and who you do it through right and and, you know let's be honest um, people running finances they have uh they've gotten smarter you know i mean i remember the day when you didn't have a subscription you just bought a program and it would last you for six years right um and And now it's milk cost a nickel what happened to those days well gas was under a dollar 
Oh my gosh. Um, I did fill up one time with gasping under a dollar. So I remember crazy. paying 93 cents once, and I think that's the cheapest I ever paid for gas. Yeah. So, anyways, rabbit trail. Anyways, aside. yep. Um, Back to finances. <laughs> curriculum. That, that can Your be something yeah. that, you know, uh, there's a lot of subscriptions, there's a lot of support things that come with materials. You might feel pressured to get like student books and journals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that could be multiple hundreds of dollars if you're, because they would do maybe quarterly or whatever, and you have to do it not just once per year. Um, and if, if a, a group is doing that, and I could see that being, especially if you're dealing with like volunteer leaders. Uh, yeah. that might not have the time to be writing a curriculum or, or putting something together on their own. Uh, or even having, be... the, even having the skills to know how to write a curriculum. Yeah, yeah. So that could be a big expense too. And even just saying, uh, if if you're tight, if you find yourself being like the youth, the children's, the family, the adult ministry director, um, that's just so many different things that you might be trying to do. So you might just say, we're going to find a program for the kids. We'll find a program for the adults. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. just because you need to maximize what you can, what you spend your time on. Um, so that could be a pretty big expense for a particular congregation. Um, events, those are going to be, you know, by their very nature, uh, tend to be, well, I shouldn't say by their very nature. It depends on what your events are. I mean, if you were to do like a, a Frisbee golf party and you had a Frisbee golf course in your backyard or playing games or something where you have the equipment, those can be pretty cheap. But if you're going to do something that's like out of state or a mission trip or, uh, you know, international travel, some groups do that regularly, those are going to have hefty price tags as well. Um, Office supplies. I mean, I don't know if you buy post-it notes in bulk. I try not to, but... uh, and I've been pretty successful with that. But, you know, there's things we need. Staples, paper clips, paper, whatever. Those yeah. things pop up. Those calendars that we linked to earlier this month and stuff. Um, <laughs> and then probably I, what I should, I will say this. Um, this should be the smallest category no matter what setting you're in. Ice cream? Miscellaneous. Okay. Ice cream's relational. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Um, miscellaneous because basically that's just something that if you that's something that just doesn't fit in any of the tags that you've created and you should know where things are going to the point that you can identify it if you're dealing like if you have the biggest part of your budget is miscellaneous that might mean that there's a problem with your money management if you can't say yeah that was for this purpose you're just like ah it was just something we had to get so miscellaneous should be the smallest thing but there's times where that that does come in where you're just like this is like really odd and i don't know how to you know maybe like a student um has like a family in crisis or something and they're they're needing help you know you could do a little here i'm gonna refill your gas tank thing and you could put that in a relational but that could be miscellaneous if it doesn't fit in some of your programming elsewhere but what about you what what do you spend most of your money on in a year i would say Probably a fair amount of our money goes towards events and relational uh, outings. I I think there's a little bit of an intersection between those two categories where you're Mm -hmm. doing a lot of relational things at those events. Uh, So we we like to look at it that way. (laughs) Helps us uh, at at least validate kind of the things that we're doing, right? We're not just out to have fun, but we're also building community whenever we go out and have fun. curriculum i kind of write my own stuff we just do like a weekly lesson and i like i said i'm full time so i have a little bit of the time to do that and it saves us quite a bit of money um 
I know I talked with a church uh, recently, or I was talking to my parents, and we. it turns out that we were at a church, I think that said that they would take care of buying the curriculum, but it had to be through this organization, or it had to be through this publisher. Hmm. And they were just commenting that the publisher wasn't that great. But uh, as far as that goes, they said, as long as our Sunday school is doing this, you can do whatever you want for VBS. Well, VBS, you know, we talked about that recently in a series too. Right. That curriculum costs a, a lot of money. <laughs> if you if you're if you're not the one that's going out and shopping for it, you might go and take a look at. Um, I'm just going to pick on maybe Answers in Genesis or Group or someone like that. Go and take a look at even what the digital download of their curriculum is. Look, right. Jordan, you mentioned like journals and like the physical books and the teacher's guide and things like that. Um, a lot of places are out of stock right now because mm-hmm. tis the season for buying curriculum. But um, even if you're getting the digital download, you know, group, I think costs around $200, $250. And that's just for a quarter, right? So that's a, uh, their summer quarter that we wound up getting for this season of our Sunday school was about two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. At the end, at the when it was all said and done, which is not a you know for smaller churches that's not a small chunk of change. You know, as far as our youth ministry budget, that's a substantial chunk of it, and that's not even for the full year. Mm-hmm. So you have to be mindful of that. Uh, as far as office supplies go, our church covers a lot of that. Uh, it's just an office expense that our three churches weigh in on. And you need post-it notes, that's fine. Um, the markers were ones that I bought because, <laughs> you know, how many dry erase markers do you need? It's like, well, having different colors is great. Well, then you can, like, here's here's the pack of four. If you want more, you can get more. So, you know, the markers, like the calendar we linked to uh, in a previous episode, I think in episode two of this month's series, Came, comes with four markers, which is great, uh, but I did go out and buy different colors because that's just what I wanted. Yeah. And then I think you're spot on with the miscellaneous things. Um, snacks, you know, all of a sudden you want snacks for a certain event or tonight, you know what, I think we're going to do like, I don't know, we'll get a couple of bag of pretzels or mm-hmm. something like that. And just miscellaneous, it's not an every time occurrence, you don't budget for it, but it's part of this miscellaneous budget line but yeah if that bloats up to being like 65 percent of your budget that there's something to be said about being accountable with how you spend your money here so you want especially with miscellaneous you want to make sure that you are itemizing those things as well so that people aren't just saying like oh what's this you know i don't know i don't really remember it was five months ago Mm -hmm. well you know be a good steward is the end of it and for our listeners we should know that uh in Dan's church, everybody goes by and says, are those your miscellaneous markers? Because I think he's got, if he, he showed me, and it was a stack of, was it about 50? How many did you I got said, there? 50. No, <laughs> That's a, that said, was a big I, bundle. I, I put a picture on. I'll, oh, okay. You, you keep talking. I'll do a count, and I know people are <laughs> desperate to know how many markers I have. Yeah. All the shades. All the shades. So it was a good time. Um, but as we're talking about this too, I think a fundamental principle we would just want to bring to the forefront is, you know, our hard attitude dealing with the money that we're entrusted with. And I think that's a good, good, even just starting point, recognizing that this isn't ours. It's been entrusted to us and, and we want to manage it well. And this, uh, the hard attitude that we want to bring forth today is humility. And I think that that's, um, 
important because there, there can be times when we get questions from people and that causes us to get a little defensive maybe and just like, well, do not trust my integrity or whatever. But in a sense, like if they're contributing to the church, they're contributing to that and they have mm-hmm. a right to know. And so we want to make sure that that is um, being expressed through our our interactions with our congregation. So drum roll. Oh boy. What's the number? It's an embarrassing amount. Was I close? <laughs> no, you weren't oh, close. It's more. It's, it's more than four. <laughs> well, I it's, knew that. Uh, count, counting the four that came with a calendar, it was I have 32 markers. <laughs> so I was closer <laughs> than four was. Closer than four. All right. Not if it, I mean, I'll tell you, if it cracked 40, I would... I would probably stop the podcast and like, well, and throw some away. Like, well, I don't need five black markers here, but um, some people like shoes. Dan likes markers. No, I just like having different colors so that it helps me work. Cause it's not just, yeah, no, I get we're it. getting I off get topic it. here. There's not just, I mean, there's family things up here as well. So that right. when people yeah. look at, when people ask, Hey, what's going on here? I can look up and say, you know what? I'm coaching soccer that day. So, mm-hmm. um, can't do it. I totally get and it. And those, and that's a different color, okay? So, again, <laughs> need you to get all the way off my back about it. Maybe, you know, maybe, Jordan, we have listeners that appreciate the fact that I have 32 markers. Yeah. You don't know. They really like colorful things. They, they were like... people They were people raised on Lisa Frank. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I went right. there. But anyways, I will, I will say this. <laughs> so, nobody thinks that I'm against Dan. When I was doing my own calendar, the color system is brilliant. And I do have, I don't know, I think I have eight. So, but there was a time when I was like, I could use a couple more colors. The big thing though, for me, is contrast, where it's big enough so you could look and say. But anyways, we are it, off topic it, it, again. It, Well, I know, just to justify myself here, <laughs> validate my, I was, I was school shopping with the girls. It was the only pack of fine tip markers that was at Target. There you go. And of course it comes in a set of, you know, 28. So... Yeah necessity you just had to well, do it it's like i yeah it's like i would i would obviously get a pack of 16 if they came in a pack of 16 if there was something like that in stock but there wasn't all right, right. so okay. i think there's value here in like as you are like you were talking about having your your ministry finances public or at least mm-hmm. accessible at least once a year i think uh if your church does like an annual meeting that this is something uh, that you could have as a report there. I mean, it's already a stack of papers with a lot of reports and all that. Yep. And if people are curious, that at least uh, shows what you've been spending money on and allows them to be able to celebrate uh, mm-hmm. the different events and things that have been taking place. Uh, it, it shows them a little bit more about what you're doing exactly, allows them to be a little bit more in depth. It also holds you accountable, right? It, it doesn't... Um, it doesn't allow you to just keep things secret and wouldn't you like to know. Right. But I do think as far as like student accounts go, there is a fair amount of secrecy that should happen there. Like if, if parents are curious about how much is in their student accounts, I will tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want all of these other parents having access to all these other students' financial records. Um, that's kind sure. of private. So there's re- value in keeping things secret as well. But uh, being open about how much is is going to what area or what area of your budget i think that's there's value in using discretion and discernment there yeah i'm like the WikiLeaks of of auditing then um so <laughs> oh, so like how we do it 
as like I, you know, for me too, I, I see this as it, it's an integrity thing, but it's also a protection against myself thing. You know, like nobody because I, I will have, and I think we talked about this briefly before, but there's a monthly. Um, I print off every month for our our congregational council meeting, um, a report that has like the transactions for the previous month, and then has a list of current account levels, and you know. If they really wanted to, they could track and make sure that everything is, you know, the same. Uh, we get audited once a year. So I will talk about preparing for an audit in just a bit here, but um, audited there. And then I do include it into the annual meeting, annual meeting as well. And even the semi-annual meeting, I think um, I have a, I have to remember if I put a report in for that or not. But anyways, I want that information to be out there. And I actually include the student accounts um, because mm. of the fact that I, that actually is a big amount of what the youth account is. So like the congregation might say, do we really want to support them at this and so level when they have like $5,000? And when I'm able to say, well, actually we have $800 and the students just have this much sitting in their accounts that they've earned. And if there's students mm. that have more, um, parents can come to me and say, hey, this isn't equitable. Um, and my response would be like, the only way they get this money is if they are volunteering at these events. And that is, equ- I, I can show you the breakdowns, you know, by hour and everything. And, um, or if people like, we have a couple of people who will contribute to student accounts for like confirmation or something like that. Right. Um, Let so, me ask a clarifying question. Go for do it. You, do you just say like, student accounts is one line in your or do you say like this student has this much this student has this much um they have this much um on yes to which one (laughs) yeah i was getting there uh at least i didn't say yeah no um on my budget like on the the budget the sheet that i will print out i have the transactions which are individual on the account list it actually will list student by student how much they have in their account Mm. um and again i I feel comfortable doing that because like there's nothing I'm not doing like I'm secretly giving my favorite student if I had one like a hundred dollars every quarter, you know, Um, but this is only based on like their participation in events. And so they could say, hey, how come mine has so little? And I say, well, um, the person you're comparing to hasn't really gone to any events, Mm -hmm. but they've also been to they were they we had a sign up, for example, for um, soup suppers over Lent and. I had a couple kids that came multiple times and, you know, the donations are pretty good and many, most of our students didn't participate. So yes, these ones are going to go and right. have that, you know, um, and I'm not afraid to, to say that. And that's one of the importance of keeping records, even of events that you do and mm-hmm. how the money breaks down, which is, is something that's important too. Um, and that, but it, it does, it does put a fire under some parents though like doing it that way. I know like our fundraising policies that we, we share with uh, the church. um, And I know this might sound weird. We share with the church how much we made Mm -hmm. after each significant fundraiser. Um, Not necessarily for each Lenten meal that we do each week. Like last week we made this much, but you know, still being thankful for that saying during Lent, our, our, our youth meals, brought in this much money mm-hmm. and it's going into our student accounts for the fly convention or whatever thing we have going on this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we It does though, like I was saying, it does put a fire under some parents where if they ask like how much is in our students' accounts and I tell them, well, 
I thought there'd be more. Well, they also, you know, when I say, well, they didn't come to this, they didn't do this. Mm-hmm. You were going to come to this, but then something came up for an extracurricular activity and you decided to do that instead of this. Right. Um, these fundraisers overlapped and you decided to fundraise for school and not this, and this is where we're at. Like, right. it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, 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 a valid, it's a polite way to say that it's your fault. <laughs> Well, you and know, I think to, to put it bluntly, but yeah, there is a there is an element of ownership and responsibility that goes with it, and I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I want to do that too. And I don't want to be I don't want it to be surprised. So I mean, if students really wanted to know, they could look, they could have access to it. Um, but yeah, I also make it if anybody has a question, I will say it. And then even if we do an event, I I ask like, do you want this to come? out of student account? Do you want this to, do you want to pay Mm -hmm. for this yourself? And I've got some parents who the students have quite a bit in their account, but the parents are still paying for things, which I don't understand. Um, (laughs) But that, that happens sometimes. So it's just good to, you know, Mm -hmm. that's another reason for, for keeping records of, of things. And that's, as we're talking about auditing too, that's one of the primary principles for preparing for an audit is just making sure you have records from receipts, uh, which we've already talked about, uh, two statements that can show like deposit slips and um, I guess those are kind of receipts too. But basically you want to be able to track and you want to be able to identify like if they had a question, so what was this expenditure in this date? You can go back and you can look at the date you can find out where it was for and you can say, yes, I have a note. This is what it was for. Um, and just be able to do things like that. And even if you say like you do have a, a receipt that's blown away. I think we used that illustration last time. Um, mm-hmm. What I did right after was once I got in there, I wrote down this. I went to Walmart and I got this and the cost was, I think even left it blank because I didn't remember the number right off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but, you know, once the big statement came or whatever, you could see it there. Mm-hmm. And so then there's something to just record that transaction. Um, and then with the accounts too, that's, and, you know, for me with the fundraisers, what I will do is I will record like there's a sign in sheet, sign out sheet, mm-hmm. and then I will keep the sheet that I say these are the hours that were contributed. This was the final donation amount, and this is what the unit was. So like we'll do, you know, for accuracy, four units in an hour, so by 15 minute increments, and then we'll right. total the number of students that were there and the time, and then we'll take the total donation and then divide it, and then so there might be like. By the end, it might be like, okay, so the youth account got 78 cents so because we're rounding. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's good to keep those things, too, just so people can see how everything works out. That does mean, again, needing a significant filing system for your receipts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if that's just one big bank bag that you use, um, you know, most banks, probably wherever you put your money or wherever you have account, if you were to say... Hey, I'd like a bag to put receipts in. They would likely give you one. Uh, our bank does for sure. I have maybe two, three bags here that I use. Sure. Um, um, just because there was a couple laying around the church, not because I asked for two or three of them. But um, <laughs> you know, one has one has some money that we've done for. We sell snacks at a, that community outreach building we have. Sure. Uh, so that has you know the cash we made from that. Uh, we have one that has receipts in it now. Uh, that's slowly filling up um, because, like I said, we've taken a pause between episodes, and I have been collecting receipts. Where to go? Just the, not yeah, s- small steps, baby steps. I'm learning with you all, but um, man, I hate auditing. 
<laughs> I hate it. It's, uh, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. The beautiful thing about auditing is that I'm not the one doing it. So <laughs> I, I like that because it's, I mean, I just have to, as long well, as my stuff is together, then they have right. to look through it. And I can answer questions, but it's Well, that's the good. questions because I, you know, just because I do things one way, people who do auditing tend to do it uh, a different way than I do. Sure. So I have to try and... Um, accommodate that which <laughs> results in a lot of questions sure like and, and I, I joke around with my wife like when we were building our house um i was doing a lot of projects in it um mm -hmm. still a lot of projects left to do but there was a point a couple summers ago where i was going to home depot like almost every day yeah. for like this is what i need now this is what i need now this is what i need now and um you know something broke and i need to go get some more drill bits or something like that and i had a lot of things but it, it, there'd be points where we were doing the book working and she'd say um what did you have and this was like a receipt that blew away scenario mm -hmm. right so and i was being super careful and it was putting you know you're building a house receipts are everywhere papers right. everywhere and easy to lose track of things, even when you're being super careful. And she'd ask this question, like, what did you spend $7.58 on at Home Depot, like, three weeks ago? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I've, been, I've been there at least a, a two dozen times since, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, there's no way for me to be able to know. Uh, so there's a little bit of auditing where you know, they ask questions about this. And if you're not being careful, or if the receipts get lost, then... It can be tricky, but again, make the effort again. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself here as well. Make mm -hmm. the effort to be transparent and to be open with your finances so that if people ask, you're able to justify yourself. Because again, we're always one mistake away from being a headline and yeah. uh, embezzlement is, is one of those things. It does generate <laughs> the page turns. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say too, as we just another tip too, if you happen to know, like our congregation puts it at each annual meeting, they will nominate the auditing committee for the next year. So you know ahead of time who's going to be doing those books for us. Mm -hmm. um, it might be different in other congregations, but it could be helpful just to have a conversation with them saying like, what what are you looking for? How, how would I best keep my record straight? So what I do is every month when I get the bank statement in the mail, I'll go through and reconcile the accounts. Um, generally, I'm not missing 12 cents too often. It happens sometimes. Um, there's even been a couple times where I've called the bank because there was like a missed entry and like I got five cents for the youth group. So that was a major win. Like the bank donated to us. Uh, but so I'll go through and I'll make an X on my receipt that matches the um, statement and make sure the accounts, the numbers match. And then at the when I'm done with that, I'll print off a report of transactions, a report of account balances, and staple that with the statement and the receipts all together. So for the auditors, it's just kind of month by month, and I think that helps break it up so it's not just like one massive year thing. And then I yep. just put stuff in the filing cabinet. Um, so I've got a folder for 2021 and so on. So it's it's pretty accessible. Um, and then it makes the money bag not super huge because. That does end up being a decent chunk of paper. Um, and that's kind of the system that works for me. So it might not work for you, uh, but you can find your own thing. Um, I actually have a former person in a congregation who just loved, like her favorite store was the container store. Um, she was super organized. Her name was Deb Saylor, and she inspires me to, to filing the, greatness. The and container I, store? Yeah, it's like you. it has containers. 
well, for storing I, things. Well, so, I didn't. I didn't think it sold frozen pizza. No, but, it's like okay. if if Rubbermaid and IKEA had a child. I don't know. It's like something it's, for everything. So you don't you have get, to assemble you it. Can, so you can get lost in a a store full of just Tupperware? Maybe. I mean, they have like milk crates and all sorts of different things. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's... Watch out, milk crate that. challenge. It's <laughs> true. Um, yeah. And so we're going to wrap this up here because we're, we're about at our, our cap of time here. But just want to encourage you to, as you are dealing with your money, um, it is worth the investment of your time. Just because, as I think we mentioned this before, um, your budget is a part of the church's giving and church's finances. It is the Lord's money, which all of our money is. Um, but also money can do weird things to people. And I think we've said yes. that before. So it is good to be able to be wise and to know where everything is um just so that like if anything weird does happen you're protected and you want to bring people into that which is another reason for um auditing and and for just being transparent and humble like we said before so may you uh be strengthened in this aspect of ministry that is maybe unexciting but very real um this is uh, just a a practical down-to-earth real thing um but as you do this well, I pray that it would also encourage you in other aspects of ministry too and free you up for faithful service as you go and serve the Lord. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.